0: time for the End of Conversation podcast
1: with funny man Damien Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad.
0: This is Damien Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad.
1: And this is In the Conversation, the podcast. Yes, yes. We back another another week in your ear,
0: crystal clear. What's good with you, man? Shit. Man, I I'd be lying if I said it wasn't good. I'm um I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm um <laughs> shit, you know. It's out here living life, getting you know what I'm saying. Never ignorant, getting goals accomplished. You know what I'm saying? No, shout, out to, that, shout out yeah. to shout out the go
1: There go there
0: go. No guilt and thriving. You no know God. what I mean?
1: Shit, that's a, that's a beautiful thing, nigga. That shit's contagious. Yeah. I like to hear that type
0: of energy. Yeah yeah you know yeah. Man? yeah yeah
1: yeah. yeah man. That's good. That's good.
0: it's it's feel like, you know what I'm saying, you just get into a space where you mentally and spiritually you start to fucking align to where, you know, it's not like I'm thinking this, but I'm feeling this. You know? It's like at this point, I'm feeling how I'm thinking, I'm thinking how I'm feeling, and I'm moving forward. Things are coming together. You know what I'm saying? It don't always equate to I done went from this tax bracket to that, but it feel like you have just jumped tax brackets, but you ain't, you know, it's just internally. It's not a it's external things, no external factors that factor into this this right here, what I'm talking about. So at with that being said, you know what I'm saying, that's how I'm feeling. So I'm that's why I say I'm feeling great. Not that everything's perfect and everything's good. But like I always say, I don't smile because everything good, and I smile because I'm good. And that's where I'm at.
1: Mm. That sounds really good. Now, let me ask you, was there anything that you did intentionally that got you there or do you feel like, yeah, it wasn't anything that you can track that got you to this place to where you are aligned with how you think and how
0: you feel? Well, it, it's, it's more about, it's more it wasn't no intentional thing that I'm doing this practice and I'm, you know, I can do ten hours of yoga a day. Nah, it ain't none of that shit. It's just really looking at where you at, what you're doing, being grateful for what you got. You know what I'm saying? Understanding that, you know, everything you need you already got. You know, you sometimes you might I want more, I want this, I want that. Sometimes you look around and be like, Okay, shit. I'm cool with this shit right here, right now. You know what I'm saying? I ain't stopping, but this shit, and this shit look like, you know what I mean? It's looking like how I want it to look almost. And you know what I'm saying? If I keep this same energy, it'll probably look how I wanted to look on the next level, you know? So let me just keep going and, and be grateful and just shut the fuck up and do my work. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times we, we, you know, we grinding and we looking at the next thing and how I can get to the next place. You don't even be in the shit you got before you be like, okay, my next shit, I'm going, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to put this on it and that on it and I'm going to buy this. And I'm going to, nah, like shit. I ain't really bought much, you know what I'm saying, last year or so. But the same shit that I had just feel different now that you're more grateful about it, you know what I'm saying? put some new tires on mm. Merlot and shit, that shit made me feel great. Like, damn, I look my shit clean, boy. I think this shit, nigga. Right. It ain't, you know what I'm saying, there's very few flaws on this motherfucker right now, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of it, I could attribute a lot of that to that car, you know what I'm saying? Not that, you know, the car is something you, you worship or no shit like that, but it's because you know what I mean? The shit, it, it, it causes a conversation where it goes. You know what I'm saying? It's clean. It's like, it's something that, that is like, okay, if I just take care of this bitch, you know what I'm saying, it'll continue to render the results. You know what I mean? Like, you can have a, you know what I'm saying, a new this and a new that, and it may not render the same results. You know what I'm saying? As, pulling up in the clean old school niggas be like oh boy that
1: shit there, boy <laughs> you know
0: what I'm saying it speaks to your your character that you able to you know what I'm saying keep a 85 clean and you know what I'm saying and looking clean and and, and riding smooth you know what I'm saying turn the bitch on it turn on a dime and it's quiet ac blowing you know what I mean it's a it's like a, it's, a, a, it's like an achievement in the video game you know what I'm saying Every time you pull up, you get a right. ding. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You have achieved. You know what i mean? So, it's just one of them moments because as a kid, you, I've seen that happen. Well, as a young adult, I've seen it happen like where it was like a Luke birthday party. He used to do a birthday party every year. I think his birthday like right around Christmas. So, it usually either be like the the, the the day after Christmas or Christmas Eve, one of, them, one of them nights. I think it's the day after Christmas where he had a party. And, um, it was the first time I seen a nigga pull up in the Range Rover in Miami. Because, you know, it was mostly American cars, you know what I'm saying, like Orbenzas and shit like that. So nigga pulled up in the Range. That nigga had on, you know what I'm saying, had on his fresh Christmas outfit, leather, some shit. And and nigga hopped out, and he, you know what I'm saying, he's standing all in front of it, he in front of the club, you know what I'm saying. He had a few, few niggas come holler at him and shit. Oh, shit, boy, I see you. You know what I'm saying? It was his Christmas vehicle. Then a nigga pulled up right behind him in the old school nigga, seventy three vert, fresh out the paint shop, clean than a motherfucker. And man, the hoes was like, Oh, got out of that nigga. Everybody ran. <laughs> that nigga pulled everybody to him. I was like, Damn. Them niggas respected that that vert more than they did mm-hmm. that that Range Rover. And I was like, "Damn, that's 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 something." You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you when you put your own creativity and touch on something, you know what I'm saying you maintain something, you keep something fresh longer than the the, the probably the intended expiration date. You know what I'm saying? There's a certain level of respect that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Certain certain um credit people give you when they see you because mm-hmm. your shit clean and. It's it's like for me it's like a, a a small metaphor for life you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I think I've been taking that same energy and then applying it to different parts of my life you know what I'm saying and then being and then on top of being being grateful it's like you know yeah I wanted to slam it put some BBS on it and do all that shit da 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 but right now as it is I'm cool you know what I'm saying like I don't think it by me. A whole m- lot more extra by putting the rims on it, so I just leave that shit how it is and roll it. So again, that speaks out in other parts of your life. Sometimes you don't need to do all of the the extra shit on top of. Sometimes you just gotta enjoy that shit how you got it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. You, know, right. you don't need the bigger this and the next that and the uh, new build house and shit. You know, what I'm saying, keep your yard clean. You know, what I'm saying, your landscaping right, and motherfucking grass watered and green. Shit, you looking like somebody, man. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's. I think that's 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 where it lands for me.
1: Nah, that's yeah. I hear it, man. Just you know, it sounds. I can hear it, and as you say it, you know, <laughs> you you focused. Nah, I can hear that shit. You focused on your shit, minding your own business. Right. Let me ask you, well, two things. One, are you still breathing?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, my breathing coach came to town, and I have. I, 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 um, I missed them. Uh, they had mm. called me, but I didn't see the car. And then by the time I called them, they was headed out. But yeah, I'm doing the breathing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I need to pick it up. I still haven't done 21 consecutive days, which is my goal. So every time okay. you miss it, you got you start over. So right. show shit. Mm. I'm on three right now. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: And three each
1: day is what? What's that consist of for the twenty one days? What it's are you just
0: doing? the the exercise, it's a you know what I'm saying? It's probably like a hold on, it's it's one, two, three, four. Then it's like seven, eight different breathing exercises in a sequence. Mm-hmm. It's about a 20-minute sequence that you do. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's about right. like, right. Yeah, it's about so 20 it's minutes. It's not bad, you know what I'm saying? But when you do it, it's it's just like any exercise. Like, you know, riding mm-hmm. on, a, on, a, on a stationary bike it ain't hard, but you gotta go, get on it, do it, you know what I'm saying, every day. Or, you know what I mean? In your, however you trying to do it. So right. I'm just trying to get a rhythm of doing it to where that breathing is part of your just natural um, part of your day, just naturally.
1: Right. Nah, I can that. That sounds yeah. that sounds cool. You gotta send
0: me that if you if it's cool. Yeah, send me yeah, that. Yeah, I man. Um, um, not. Don't see I that. don't use a video cause they taught me, but I think uh-huh. there are videos for it. So okay. i I try to find one.
1: Okay, now let me ask you this:
0: What's your social media intake? Um, depends on the type of week I'm having. Actually, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. My my social media looks like, as far as me taking it in, it looks like you know, probably once or twice an hour. You scroll, maybe three scrolls, put it up, keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Check your inbox. Mm. You know what I'm saying scroll three scrolls, uh-huh. you know and then by that by the, like by the time I scroll three times something is coming in distracting me you know what I'm saying unless it's like uh-huh. a weekend one time I was at one of my homeboy crib and he had a projector in his crib, and mm-hmm. he had his phone projecting on the big screen he just had the stories just playing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I'm saying it was an interesting way. I never seen somebody intake social media that way. It was like a right. a hands free way of just you know just keeping abreast of what's out on the social media. It's like you know watching Fox on on silent or CNN on silent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how he had it running. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, right, that's 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 interesting. But I don't really intake that much, but. You know, again, every hour or so, you're you, you doing a little I probably only make it past about three, four people on my stories before I had to put it up and, and go to something else. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't, you know, then then you do the round robin. You know, you, next time you open it up, you go to Twitter, see what's trending, see if you're missing something, blah, blah, blah. Keep moving. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely not how I used to do it. Like, you used gotcha. to be in it. And you know, up on all, this, trying to be up on all the trends and and what's happening, but it's just real life kind of take over. Yeah, I feel like there's a correlation
1: with that, like how you said you focused on your life, right? Mm-hmm. I think there is a, a, a correlation. There's a that's the side effect to social media, right? There's particularly for what I do. There's this justification sometimes where I'm like. I need to know what's trending, what's going mm-hmm. on in the world, because I might want to talk about that, blah, blah, right. blah. And I don't really need to go to social media to talk about that. You could go to the news. You could go, like, you know, or you could mm-hmm. just live in the world and, and have some stuff to talk about. And I've been very much deliberate about certain things, right? Mm-hmm. That whole mind your business thing, like, I'm really on that. Like, because if you... Well, speaking for myself, if I'm on social media a lot, it's very easy to get comparative. It's mm-hmm. very easy to now you taking your eye off of your own thing, and now you comparing it to what other people got going on, and you may think less of about what you have, and then that energy is only gonna undermine whatever type of, you know, effort you're putting into your own shit, because right. you're kind of looking at it like, you know, like a plant that ain't growing fast enough, rather cut some of that shit off. Don't worry about all of that and tend to your garden mm-hmm. and be excited about, you know, the new growth. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh shit. Look at this. Okay. My fucking shit is blooming. Shit is harvesting. Like, cause in that, that, that's, that becomes energy. It becomes some momentum there and then you just mm-hmm. become very tapped in. And I think that when you tapped into your own stuff, you feel better about you mm-hmm. as a result, you know? Right. And um, and on another thing, just something else I'm trying to be deliberate about is how I react to certain choices and certain moves that I make, right? Uh, think that growing up, if there was a problem, I'd be around people who would kind of stress out or get real dramatic about the fact that there's a problem and, you know, kind of spinning their wheels a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, in, a, in almost a performative fashion. So much so that it took me a while to realize that if you you don't have to respond to problems like that, you don't got to bug out. Mm-hmm. You could still... Be cool about it and see the problem and think about how you could solve this problem without going crazy, and still honor the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking that if I'm not bugging, then I'm not really giving the problem its due. You know, because I I grew up around people that be like, you ain't stressed, yo. What's going on? Like, yo, you, you see shit is fucked up, and mm-hmm. it's like that. It's not going to help anything. It took me a long time to realize that that <laughs> is not going to help anything. So a lot of times, you know, for real, it took me a while because that's just, you just feel like that's the culture of problem solving. Like, oh, shit, word? Oh, fuck that. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a show. It's a show right. for somebody else. Right. And there's no need to do that. And, you know, it uh, it will greatly help your stress levels. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Uh,
0: yeah, that that shit so. right there is a trip, cause <laughs> <clears throat> I don't show my stress like that. But mm-hmm. it also in turns cause a lot of the problems where people think you don't give a fuck, cause you ain't stressed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, know, you, you just don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like nah, I just don't think you know what I'm saying. Overreacting is the the play for this. You know, if I mm-hmm. sit down and think about this shit, I could figure mm-hmm. it out. But you know, it, it's often in, often interpreted as, you know, you are you don't care, you willy-nilly, you know what I'm saying? You just, you know, you just out here floating in the air. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no plan for yourself because in order to have a plan and be serious in life, you got to be fucking stressed out about problems. You shouldn't have no problems. And if you do, you should be stressed about them shits. Right. Uh, nah. Because if that's the case, you'll never you'll never live. Mm-mm. So.
1: Yeah, problems are a part of life. It is what it is, it's like breathing. Yeah, you know, honestly, it's gonna it's gonna happen. A lot of these things you almost really can't control. Because if you could control all these problems, you just have no problems, and that's not the case. Everybody dealing with something, so you just got to figure out how you how you handle it. Your management is what you can control. Right. You know, but um yeah but that's that's good to hear man that yeah I like that man. I'm inspired by that you know trying to, trying to just stay more aligned and and more I like the gratitude portion of it because right. you know right now and it' was just right now, but just in life, uh like I said, sometimes you get caught up in what you don't have or what you mm-hmm. what you feel that you need and oftentimes when you get what you feel that you need, it don't even feel rewarding. It right. just feels like a, something you ticked off of a list, it did right. nothing for you, and then that shit could make you even feel away. like, damn, I thought this right. was gonna change things. Right. And um, sometimes you just gotta be grateful for what you got, because it right. could always be worse. Yeah, you
0: because know? I've been there, you know what I'm saying? I've been to the worst, you know what I mean? Maybe not the worst, but I've been down there, you know what I'm saying, somewhere mm-hmm. hovering around, you know what I'm saying? Sliding off a motherfucking razor, board, like razor blade sliding board into a pool of alcohol type shit. But, you know, when you start climbing your way out, right? It be the little, it be like, you might get something big that, okay, now I could pay this and I could pay that and then that shit gone. But right. really, I really learned that part in the smallest, it was like the smallest of wind that changed my whole mindset. You know what I'm saying? It was like, in the beginning, I didn't even have my camera yet, so this was like, it was like I was transitioning into doing the content stuff, and I had a Mm -hmm. little small camera that I used to do interviews with, and I had a little hookup where I put the live, I Velcroed the live to the side of that bitch, had a very compact ass setup. And one at one point, my homeboy, Sean Peter, shout out to Sean P., who went, you know, he out here blowing up, you know what I'm saying, black DP out there doing big shit for, for reference. He shot the um, Rihanna Super Bowl commercial out in Barbados. So, but back then, we was just getting going. And he was doing a shoot, and they needed some audio equipment. They needed a live, really. And he was like, yo, my man, he, um, he's doing this shoot. He want to rent your live. I am like, rent my live? I mean, in my mind, I'm like really, I could let you niggas hold the shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, what I mean. So, the nigga came, and then he's like, "Nah, nah, I rent out, You know what I'm saying? And the nigga gave me twenty dollars to rent the loft, which ain't shit. But at the moment, it was like it was like a light bulb when I'm like, "Oh shit, I got money just because I had the equipment." Oh shit, and that's what made me just buy all the equipment because even if you ain't working physically shooting you could rent shit you know what i'm saying it's always something you could do if you got the equipment like a lot of people they shoot but they don't own the equipment so they have to rent every time they shoot which means they can't shoot without getting no money you know right. so having equipment allows you to shoot do things whenever you want to you got an idea you could go flesh that bitch out you know what i'm saying you ain't working you could rent that shit out you know it was like, damn, so it was like in a, in a very small win, it was like, this is it, you know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> I fucked around and told somebody that shit, it was like, nigga, $20, nigga. <laughs> no, They didn't understand <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? It was like, nigga, right, crazy. Right, they got, yeah, I was like, nah, fuck that, nigga, I'm on to something. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like in those small ass thing that opened my eyes to like, hey man, you could you could do this shit, and you could earn. You could earn even when you ain't working, when you got certain things, and that was that was a game changer. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it just be that simple. See a bit of
1: opportunity, and you see it. Everybody don't have the same vision, but right. the fact that you caught it and it didn't, it didn't inspired you, that was enough. Right. Yeah, that's what's up.
0: And then you had mm-hmm. to be good with nobody really understanding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to be good. Yeah. Just knowing that you know, because once it's really when you start seeing the other side of it multiple times, like oh shit, I do be knowing something. You know what I'm saying? I just gotta keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, just gotta keep going. Yeah, it's good. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta
1: trust your own vision. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes when you when you waiting for people to kind of see it. See it like you see it. It's almost you looking for them to co-sign your vision. Mm-hmm. You don't need that. You know what I mean? You can see on your own. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So. All right. well, that was very existential. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> that shit. Yeah. <laughs> These niggas. Oh, shit, man. Speaking uh, of, the, you know what, though? But speaking of something different, uh, I was on, look at it, I was on Instagram, right? And uh, I was on there and I saw this photo and it was these two feet next to each other. Mm-hmm. One foot on the left looked like uh, what you would see as a normal foot, what you would think as a normal foot, the type of feet that you've seen in your life. Then the other foot on the right was kind of like, felt like a primitive foot, like an old caveman wide foot, right? Mm-hmm. And the caption was like, which foot is the healthier foot? And immediately I'm like, I'm thinking the left. I'm going all in the comments. Everybody's applauding the right foot, like, ah, this guy's, he's, he knows what he's doing. Like the toes were all so spread out, the whole foot was spread out. And I was a little lost, but I seen the, you know, I was like, what's going on? Am I not high? You know, you know, sometimes when you just have it, you like, damn, am I doing, am I wearing the wrong glasses? So I see in the caption, I mean, in the comments, a lot of people saying, you know, it's splayed, it's splayed. So I went Google foot splay or splay. I seen foot splay and it is this process of basically, there's a, There's a whole community out there. And if you're in that community, let us know in the comments or online. Let us know because I'm curious um, if there's, yeah, I'm curious if we have any listeners that are part of this community because I want to know more about it and how you got into it. But there's this, uh, it's a barefoot community. Now I've heard about it. I might even know some people peripherally that participate a little bit. Well, basically, it's like this movement to where people, what the goal is to, to I guess, properly splay your foot is what you're doing is by moving around barefoot you are liberating your foot and ultimately what the goal is to is to kind of eliminate the arch in your foot. Mm-hmm. Like, how we're living uh, the, the non-splayed Mm-hmm. How we're living, we're living with a very uh constricted foot. Our foot is oppressed, our foot is binded basically by traditional shoes that make our foot well, the way we tie our shoes tight that's keeping our feet narrow. And mm-hmm. their argument is it's not how it's supposed to be. Right. Your feet are supposed to be able to nah. you know spread out, you get a little bit more, I guess. More grip, more balance, more, uh, you know, all of that. You know what I mean? Turns your foot into basically an ACG. Uh-huh. But
0: uh, I um, aesthetically, I'm still old this. school with it. Go ahead. go is ahead. This, is this like pro caveman foot or pro jungle foot? The audience that's uh, talking this talk.
1: I don't know if they even reference either one. What would you say is the difference between Caveman and Jungle Foot?
0: I have no idea. Just You know what I'm saying? I have no idea oh, okay. of this community, so I was just trying to get an idea. Um, well, what about the demographics of this community?
1: Yeah, they, they seem to be... Uh let me let me not let me not. Uh, Cause
0: no, I, I mean before, before you, yeah. it's more like you know what I'm saying. What terrain are they? You know what I'm saying. What are they? They saying is the baseline for your terrain that your foot should be acclimated to. You know what I'm saying? Is you know is it to climb palm trees or is it to scale rocks and mountains and shit?
1: Mm. Um, I'm looking at it. And what they're saying is, seems like they're just going for foot stability, strength, coordination, and mobility training. Mm-hmm. They ain't even really talking about regions. This shit could be in the like, and it could be in the cosmopolitan setting. Mm-hmm. These are people that are out there. I've seen a YouTube video a long time ago. I was in like some type of YouTube rabbit hole, but basically, I seen this video where this guy was wearing. Uh, like they got what they call barefoot shoes, mm-hmm. you know, like they're you've seen them before. Mm-hmm. Um, shoes with the toes and all of that. And there's no soles to them. So it's like really trying to limit the, uh, the distance or any barrier between you and the terrain, whatever terrain that is. If you on the A train or you in the Appalachian Mountains. Mm -hmm. basically what they want you to be able to do is to be as close to that so that the muscles in your feet develop to where they could kind of, you know, like you got all-wheel drive on your feet. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not not dependent on whatever treads and air bubbles and shit that you're buying. Mm -hmm. Nah, you want to be able to move in a way that you are completely... Uh, dependent, you know what I mean, on your own one twos, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you could, you know, <laughs> and they say, um, yeah, so they they often talk about, um, uh, well, see, because it, it seems like, you know, this might be some, I, it feels still like non traditional, you know, mm-hmm. when shit is. Non-traditional, but then they got that little, the little uh, fringe community that is because they very fervent when they feel like they being marginalized when they feel like they're the people that are walking in the truth. No pun mm-hmm. intended. Well, pun intended. But mm-hmm. these people feel like they're doing the right thing, but society, mm-hmm. you know, whoever that is, big shoe, big sneaker. <laughs> they are throwing money at the, at the, you know, at the media and the propaganda to make you feel like you need to walk a certain way. When in essence, the true way to walk is splayed out. You know, like spread them toes, right, liberate right, right. your, you let me you know, get on the good
0: foot. Uh, yeah, you know, know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I mean, it yeah. sounds like a support group for flat fitted, flat footed. Uh, wide uh, footed people, uh, you know what I'm saying? They had to uh-huh, feel like they uh-huh. have a place and a safe space to discuss fat wide oh, fleet oh, and then and maybe convert some, some you know what I'm saying, flat wide pe- feet people to the mission, you know what I'm saying, they then uh-huh. throw out, you know, hey, who needs an arch, man, you know what I'm saying? You're more stable if you don't have one and your right. foot is flat on the ground. And you, know, right, you walk right. through New York barefooted, you know what I mean, and, and splay it out. Shit. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just, you know, an outsider talking shit. Uh, I have no idea of this community, but I like my arch. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. During the pandemic, there was a, you know, you didn't know it, but after you've been in the house for a few months, well, barefooted for a few months, your arch really starts to hurt. Some people's arches fell during the pandemic. They never got them back. Maybe they splayed their feet <laughs> fucking around, walking around mm-hmm, barefooted. Mm-hmm. Me, well, some people would feel like they went to the other side. Yeah, in that they moment. they joined the That group, was progress. They, that's probably yeah. where this display movement kind of blew up. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. A lot of falling arches during the pandemic. Uh-huh. But, but once I felt mine hurting, man, I started, I put on some shoes, man, and shit. Bought me some stocks and shit. Like, nah, I ain't finna so play my shit. <laughs> shit, yeah. yeah. But oh, yeah, I man. never heard of yeah, the feet movement.
1: Yeah, I, again, I just came across it on the on the uh, the algorithm. Kind of took me there, and it was interesting. And I was like, you know, I like those little uh, offbeat. You know, uh, communities that are little movements that are trying to gather some steam because it's interesting and it's um it's often tempting to kind of dismiss it. You know what I'm saying? But it's mm-hmm. also just like, wow, this. Let me find out. This could be a thing out here. <laughs> and like I said, I've been seeing more and more. Like i have seeing, I seen a video a little while ago on YouTube. And like I said, some every so often you see people walking around with them you know, weird looking shoes. Mm-hmm. They still see the thing about the thing, the arch won the arch. I, I like having an arch, even though I have to sometimes use an orthotic because mm-hmm. my arch is almost falling a couple times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also if they really, and I guess they're not really concerned, but if they really want to gain some steam out here in the display community, they need like a splayed foot Tinker Hat feel. And maybe a splayed <laughs> foot Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? To kind of move some of this product. Because right now, aesthetically, it is not appealing. It looks... But it, I guess that's the choice. That's You look like an outsider. You look a little crunchy with it. It's a crunchy look. It's definitely... <laughs> It's definitely a, a departure from what's going on. You know, you sprayed, you sprayed, you ain't trying to fit in. Literally, right. you ain't trying to fit in. The shit is, is, is too much for you, too tight. You right. try tried, tried to, you know, take up as much space as possible. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, so, but. Yeah, so.
0: Even, even so, you take the Jordans, right? Dunks. Uh-huh you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. which eventually mm-hmm. turned into SBs, you know what I'm saying, those weren't mm-hmm. immediately widely accepted, you know what I'm saying, that was like niggas shoes, what niggas do to go, you know what I'm saying, to, mm-hmm. to to look cool in the streets or, you know what I'm saying, possibly maybe play some basketball in them, but, you know what I'm saying, more mm-hmm. for more for style and fashion, you know, most, right. of the, most of America didn't take immediately to that, you know what I mean, it may seem like it now, shit, niggas wear... Sneakers to the prom. You know what I'm saying? There's, uh, you know, there's whole sneaker balls where people wear dresses, ball dresses and sneakers. That shit wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like some some of these sneakers and shit like that, you had to, you, you were taking, you know, you were, you were, Walking out with your shit, you thinking you fresh and 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 everybody is looking at you like you're, you you niggerfied. Look at this nigga, you know what I'm saying? With his mm-hmm. Converse shoes on with jeans, that's absurd. You should only wear Converse <laughs> with with tennis shorts or basketball shorts. Right, right. You know, you know, it wasn't sneakers wasn't like hip and cool for mass. That's what people was wearing. You know what I'm saying? Sperry topsiders and shit like that. Penny loafers. You know what I mean? Not hard the, bottoms. Yeah, the yeah. black community, we we adopted sneakers as our day-to-day motherfucking shoe. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You watch a 70s exploit, black exploitation flick, niggas, niggas is fighting and running in a suit and a hard bottom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Stacey saying? Adam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Remember Stringer mm-hmm. Bell on mm-hmm. the last episode when he got killed? Yeah. R- running yeah, through that, that building. <laughs> Like yeah. nigga where you going? We hear every step you take. Like Bobby Brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it took a while before sneakers were like a mainstream thing, you know what I mean? Before, you know, other communities started joining into the to the love of just wearing sneakers for for day to day. So mm-hmm. You know, it may take time for them to find their Jordan. I don't know what yeah, sport they play. Really maybe, maybe, maybe they got, like, a um, shot putter that could mm. put him on the map. You know what I'm saying? A peasy head shot putter that cut his head ball and now he's fashionable mm. with a splayed shoe. Hmm. With a splayed shoe or oh, a swag surfer. Yeah,
1: I feel a like, it's like a splayed foot could swag surf way better there's somebody in a too tight shoe. You yeah, know what I mean? You get a little bit more extension on your swag. The problem so is that the swag even, server probably couldn't get in the club with a splayed shoe. Yeah, that's that's the problem. That is the problem. It's <laughs> like you problem. couldn't maybe get in the club with party. a tennis shoe.
0: Back in the day, <laughs> you couldn't get in the club party. with a sneaker.
1: That's why, maybe that's why I have a bit of uh you know what I'm saying? Uh, not empathy, I guess, yeah, a little bit of, you know, assault spot for the community. Not that I'm willing to join, but the marginalized as somebody that's black, somebody from the hip hop generation, you'll you understand marginalization, just like you right. said, you know, and, and winning the fight against marginalization right. on a certain level. You know right. what I'm saying? I am saying don't. you know, who knows if we won, but we they giving us all types of cool, you know, uh appearances of the win. You know what, right. what I'm saying? You know, they wrap a whole public library. I mean, you know what I'm I saying mean, You know.
0: It's it's the fiftieth year hip hop, man. Yeah, man.
1: They yeah, they, man. they said, it's they
0: the said 50th this yeah. Yeah, they said this shit was a fad. You know. Look at that. Uh, like at that. I remember like once you got like hearing the music and you into it, it wasn't even like a, a industry or like, you know what I'm saying, per se, like a, a job site you could go to, I wanna work in hip hop. You know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. that shit didn't exist. So right. you had to you had to figure it out. So when you saying to to your people like, yo, this, I wanna work in hip hop. They like, nigga, mm-hmm. what the fuck? <laughs> that ain't no job, that shit finna be gone mm-hmm. next year. You know, and then here you are. I've shit. All my jobs have been somehow related to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. fueled by, powered by, talk about is all. Right. This all I've ever done, and to go from a place where you it was nothing, like almost to to everybody else, it was nothing. It was like, come on, man, that's just some shit. You know what I'm saying? People doing. It's like somebody saying right now, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a living and, and do my whole life on Baltimore Club, Philly Club. You know what I'm saying? Even though that shit, even that's been around at least fucking 15 years, 20 years, at least. I mean, More I came. That. Yeah, yeah I know. Sure. I came into it about 15 years ago. So I knew it wasn't new. Mm. But it's like, but nobody would be like, oh, come on, man! That, that, you know, man, you tripping." But now it's starting to be some hits that got that beat. You know what I'm saying? Right. Who knows where it may go? You know. I want to make my whole living in booty shake. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that wasn't plausible. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. right. You know Your guidance everybody.
1: counselor would try to <laughs> sway you <laughs> <laughs> otherwise. Right. You like, sure you just, is that what you want to do?
0: Come on. You sure like, no?
1: Okay. Let me ain't talk many, to you in your parents.
0: Ain't, ain't many jobs in that. Okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. I don't, don't know. They don't even play that on the radio. <laughs> right. Right. But that's how it is. Like now, it's a thing. Yeah. Now you got billionaires that done came out of hip hop that they rapped the whole Brooklyn Library. Like back then, they'd be like, "Stop all that hibbity hop and go read a book." Mm-hmm. Now you can go read a book in the
1: midst of hibbity hop. Now the hibidy hop is on the, the fucking library wall. That's what
0: I'm saying. Like you wanna yeah, walk through there. Shit. You gotta read the hibidy hop on the wall before you walk in. Right. uh uh-huh. Like, yeah, man. That shit
1: it's is a, crazy. It's great. It's great. That's it's it's but it's dope. It's
0: dope. You I know, got
1: questions, but go ahead, it, keep going. No, just I want, just I, before go you
0: ask your question, it's just hard to appreciate if you didn't know a time when it didn't exist or it was very marginalized right. or only played on saturday night at at the nine o'clock you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like only time you see it is you know you you up in the middle of the night scrolling through cable and, and wild style is on like oh shit, what is this you know what i'm saying you're like damn it's a whole world and we was like we was talking like you know you see wild style they had the graffiti like we was talking earlier before we came on, because your whole writing style is graffiti. The way you actually, mm-hmm. your penmanship is is like tag language. Mm-hmm. Nigga, it's like. In language. Huh? It is? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, nigga, yeah. that shit speak. You, you know that shit <laughs> hip-hop when you see it. Like, oh, shit, this is right. a hip-hop nigga sent me this. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. rip. Like, you know what I'm um, saying? Nigga shit. got yeah. hip-hop penmanship, nigga.
1: <laughs> right, right. Isn't that crazy? That's his you know, own genre yeah. of, of fucking communication. Yeah, no, it's right. true. It's like it's true.
0: the first time I drew my name in graffiti it was like I instantly felt the value. Like, oh, shit, I'm somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All you start doing is mm-hmm. start imagining all what that tag meant, all what your name mm-hmm. mean to the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? You imagining this by just by... Putting your name on the paper with some colors and some, you know what I'm saying, background drawings. Like, oh You're making shit. your mark. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Again, like as I'm I'm bullshitting talking about your penmanship, my whole signature is based off of the first time I drew my name in graffiti. It's mm. the same setup. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I think that's for a lot of people, especially of, you know, our age and even maybe even younger. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But absolutely, dude, that that mm-hmm. was a thing. That was a thing because I remember also, like, when it kind of turned for me. Because I do remember, like, even as a young kid practicing my signature. Mm-hmm. Like, a signature was a thing. Like, an autograph. Right. I guess I wanted to be somebody you know what I'm saying so I would I'm dead I had I was going over that autograph okay that shit ooh, that look official you know what I'm saying (laughs) you know what I'm saying and then I remember uh kind of getting into graffiti a little bit graffiti it wasn't no you know it wasn't like I remember seeing people tagging all over and shit like that and I also remember Shout out to my whole girl, Cynthia. I remember seeing Cynthia, shout out Cynthia Decker. Cynthia Decker had, she was like one of the first people I seen with the ill hand, as they call it, like in Philly, or like, Mm. you know, hand style or whatever. But just, that was just her regular shit. I was like, oh shit, fuck with how she put her letters together. You know what I'm saying? I kind of, I had a little approach, but it was different. It was a little bit more... It was just a little bit, but I was like, I like how she flipped some of them shit. So I definitely took a little bit of that and and flipped it, you know what I'm saying? Added my own little flair to it. And, you know, it always goes through various iterations. I remember plenty of times, you know, changing my tag. Like, that'd be a big thing. That's like changing mm-hmm. your brand identity. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit. Okay, so that's how you're doing it now. That's how you're going to go with that. But, um... I don't even know what I'm saying. Oh, I'm just saying all that to say, like, yeah, it it is it is now very much normalized. Because before, just like hip-hop, it was dismissed. That shit was chicken scratch.
0: Right. What is
1: this? I remember, like, you know, like, I would, I remember holding my own. Like, I remember this was a real big thing, like, what I would send, Christmas cards or something, sign a Christmas card to like my grandmother. That was like the closest to the government in the family. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That was a big establishment. My grandmother from, from back in the day. So I'm hitting her with this. But after a while, even she accepted I, I know who it is. What I I know who this is. You know what I'm saying? That's just like your brand. I right. know who this was. Soon as I saw her, you're like, yep, exactly. So yeah, man, I dig that. This is my thing. That I want to talk about We'll be talking about Hip Hop 50 Probably at least For this the rest of this year mm-hmm. But um uh, two things That I want to talk about One I hope Not to be the wet blanket I just hope that uh, You know 50 years of hip hop So it's now Multi-generational Right mm-hmm. And I just hope that Like you said, you made the point to say that, you know, we grew up at a time when you had to really, like, seek out rap. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You had to wait till a certain hour to listen to it on the radios, only on cut on the weekends or whatever. You had to tape the shit and keep it with you, so if you wanted to hear it again, you had it on your own tape. It wasn't in rotation in the least. You know, it wasn't it wasn't selling anything on TV. You know, the people on television were not using rap slang at all, right? It was definitely a subculture, mm-hmm. right? Now it's the mainstream. Now somebody that is from Gen Z, they may not realize the the, you know, like the process, what mm-hmm. happened, the journey, what they had to go through, where it started, and all of that. Maybe if they're inclined to do the knowledge. But even then, when you study something, you get the information, but it's something to live the information. Now, you can't fault nobody for not being alive. It is what it is. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, but one of my things is I really hope that all of these generations that are under the umbrella of hip-hop, see the value of the culture and protect the value of the culture. Right now, you know, it's 50 years, so it's a great opportunity for brand activation. It's a great way to, you know, uh, tap into... urban America or tap into cutting edge, tap into youth culture whatever, all of that. Like, you know, these companies see the value as far as a bottom line and see the value as far as a consumer base, at least this year. And some may stay, but I just hope that the people understand and protect it and keep that shit going to where we could see a hundred years. I hope that happens. Right. Now, the other thing, and then, um, uh, cause I w- well, the other thing, and I'm trying to go to, you know, 50 years, right? Multi-generational, right? Um, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine and they were talking about, um, we were talking about a certain rapper, right? That's gonna put some shit out. And there's another rapper on there who I haven't heard spit in a while. I mean, fuck it. Uh... Nas got an album coming out. Got Magic 2 coming out Friday. 50's on the album. 50's on the joint. And I was like, yo, this shit could be interesting because they got a, a history or whatever, whatever. And I was just like, you know, literally yesterday, I was saying to myself, I was like, damn, it's been a minute since I've heard 50 rap. You know what I'm saying? He's damn near on some Aaron Spelling shit right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I fuck with 50 when he rap. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, he got certain shit. Like, the, the, he has his own thing about him. 50 will say shit that other motherfuckers be afraid to say. And mm-hmm. when he get in his pocket, 50 could get busy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been a while, and I think that's kind of, that's going to hopefully work in his benefit. It's been a while, so it's kind of the scarcity might work for him, right? So then um, friend of mine was like, yeah, you know, he kind of been rapping about the same thing for years and years and years, whatever, whatever. I was just like, I hope he still got it. So like, he been rapping about the same thing for years and years and years. And I was like, ah, honestly, like 95% of the rappers rap about the same thing for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. right? And then it kind of got into this whole conversation of, you know, there are, like, if you look at some of the, you know, some rappers like, you know, the generation of Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, you know, even Kanye or whomever, you know, Jay-Z... Uh, Andre 3000 here and there You know what I'm saying It goes a little broader But there are artists that are changing What they talk about to reflect the life that they're living Like Mm -hmm. they're growing with the music Right And um, this is something that's fairly It's pretty uncharted This is 50 years You know to your point Years ago we didn't see no future in this shit You know what I'm saying If you if you were lucky, you get in three years, three good summers, hopefully you got a nice little car, you know what I mean? Maybe a crib, some money in the bank, and then you figure it out from there, and you got props, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you used to be such and such. Now, 20-year careers we starting to see, which is fairly new. Within the last maybe 10, 15 years, you starting to see, oh shit, these people are north of 40 and still relevant, right? That made me think of this whole thing. I know I'm, you know, I'm a ramble nigga. That made me think of this whole thing. Generations, people talking about things as they age. Um, There's this thing, and I even think about it with comedy. There's this thing of, you know, you want to talk about different things as you get older, certain things you may not want to talk about because you're older. Right. But like who decides that is being 40, what it was 30 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. Is being 50, what it was, was 30 years ago. Who's to say, ah, nobody want to hear that. Or you too old to be talking about that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, as somebody at your age, how do you uh, monitor, for sake of a word, like how do you pay attention to your own evolution, you know, and and what makes you decide what you leave behind and what you grow into?
0: <clears throat> well, uh, that's tough because. You know sometimes you don't even know you leaving stuff behind until you 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 look back and 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 um you know contemplate certain things you know what i'm saying certain things you just go like me i just go like you know I man it's like i i will say this a lot of the foundational beliefs that i have as far as how i move i i I knew by like 21 right i was already crap ever since i started looking at my drawing name on the graffiti on the paper you start adding things that you want to be a part of your what will become your philosophy you have obviously at that age you're not really you know seventh grade sixth grade you're not really calling it a philosophy you're just like i want this i want that I want it to be like this, I want to move like that. So when you're trying to artistically draw this out, you're thinking of all of these things, you know what I'm saying? Like an artist, like you're really like, okay, I want my life to be breaking down like this, I need this, you know what I'm saying? I want a big long Cadillac like Run DMC, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So you start adding things to your place and then you start, as you get older, you start adding how you're gonna get there, you know? For the most part, a lot of the foundational how I'm gonna get there and where I wanna go in the end and how I wanted to feel in the end, it's still intact. You know what I'm saying? And that's what kinda keeps you going. The stuff you kinda and then some things that you do that you it's a detour. You don't actually when you decide to do certain things, you don't know it's a detour. Until you five six years down the road, like damn, where am I at? Like shit, you know what I'm saying? This ain't what mm-hmm. I planned. This ain't what I planned. How I plan on feeling? This is what I what I wanted to do. So you had to re- reroute yourself and recourse yourself, and it's not a bad thing because you do learn things along the way that you pick up, take with you. But sometimes you leave behind all that detour shit. So, but you know, them detours usually come in disguise. They look like progress until you in it, and then it's like, oh, shit. Then over time, you start to realize, okay, I ain't fucking with no fucking detours if I could recognize them as detours. So for me, I decide what I leave behind if it's not going in the direction of the goal or how I want to f- feel in the end. And most change and most... Um, Progress is based off of feeling. It's not necessarily things. It's how you feel about the things. You know? And once you start the that's what we talked about, how we started this whole part off of like being in sync with your thoughts and your feelings. It's like the feelings is a is a a major part. You know what I mean? Because your mind, it could play tricks on you sometimes and make you think. Certain shit feels a certain way or certain things um, Like fear is, is controlling, is ruling everything Like damn, it's all falling apart And your mind is, is looking at, a, at an outcome that hasn't, hasn't actually happened yet So you, you start worrying yourself about shit But on the flip side of that Once you get in a flow of I, right, damn, this feels great I'm going to keep going down this road where it feels great, it feels great, it feels great. You know what I'm saying? And it and it matches how I want to move and how I want to feel. You know, that's the stuff you keep That to me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. time, wisdom, <clears throat> learning, you may go three, five years from now and that shit don't feel the same no more. And you have to re- readjust your fucking, your signature, you know what I'm saying? Change your brand up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Refresh your brand until you get back Mm -hmm. to your equilibrium of, okay, yeah, all right, this feel right, boom. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully you do that until the time time for you to expire and you you leave out of this bitch, yeah, that felt good. You know what I'm saying? That felt right, you know what I mean? And
1: I'm out. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that last point to where you every so often you might have to tweak some things, you know, like uh, and the 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 idea that you don't reach your final form until you're dead, till it's over. Right. That's right. the final form, like until because. But there's this thing of if you're not careful, you can get caught up in the thing of. You know, I never change. I found out who I am. I'm, you know, I'm true to myself. And that that shit sound cool, but it could be limiting. Because mm-hmm. you could change your mind immediately. Like, mm-hmm. you, could, you could, you know I mean? A lot of people define themselves by their stance on mm-hmm. certain things. Right. And they don't consider other shit. Because that would right. be a direct hit to their identity.
0: You know yeah. what I mean? And, and that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Them people ain't must must not pay attention. Like, you know, it, when, you, when you're when in a long-term relationship and shit, mm-hmm. you get reminded that your point ain't the only point often. You know what I'm saying? Your point of view right. ain't the only one. And that shit send you to the mirror. <laughs> and in the mirror you have right. to decide whether, uh, am I tripping or, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or you know, I, I must still go with what I believe, you know, to be true, and then those those yeah. decisions aren't always easy, and they're not, you know, it's like sometimes you do have to look at like ah, that 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 might not be, that might not be a um. a true a true thing for the execution of where I want to go. Now, if you if you ain't in no situation and you never had to be checked on your fucking vision or you, you ain't you're, you ain't accountable to nobody for your vision then you go along and that shit i maybe work out forever but when you got other people that you accountable to and that you know what i'm saying you want to get to the end of the road with you start to think okay maybe that part right there i don't need as much you know what i'm saying maybe i could let that part go that that, that ain't no real trip that's not you know it's not it's not in this, it's not necessary like an arch and a splayed foot, you know what I'm saying? Might be more mm-hmm. stable, you know what I'm saying? With a flat foot on the ground. But, you know, mm-hmm. but until then, goddammit, I'm moving with my vision. Yeah, yeah, commit.
1: <laughs> commit and shit, if you gotta pivot, pivot. You know what <laughs> I'm saying?
0: No yeah, doubt. Yeah. Yeah, pivot ain't shit, you know what I'm saying? You got to be like water around this bitch. You know? You got to be around like water, but if you got a if you got a a plan, or you got a place where you trying to land, like even if you pivot, you still got your your sights on the horizon or the north star or whatever you are using as your your direction and your pole. So it's just keeping your keeping your sights on where you where you want to be you know what I'm saying, engaging it and constantly monitoring it. Like, in real life, you know what I'm saying, you you kind of adjusting. Every few months, you really doing an evaluation and a slight adjustments. But at that point, it's, it's mostly like the small stuff. Like, your big vision should, all, you know, should be good unless, you know what I'm saying, you want to do something wild and now you don't want to do that no more. My, my vision started off with being a granddaddy. I want to be a great granddaddy, like you know what Mm. I'm saying. Like my granddaddy. When did that
1: start? When did you? Shit, I
0: I saw myself. I saw myself as a granddaddy before I saw myself as a father. But I knew I had to be a father to get (laughs) there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, like I always used to look at like older people and study them and shit. And like some some of them didn't have no friends or or like people. They always thought they were like cool. But then they would be like, yeah, the motherfuckers ain't play the radio, boy. They gave, gave these motherfuckers they ass to kiss. You ain't even fuck with motherfuckers. And then now, motherfuckers really don't fuck with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. So mm-hmm. I think for a long time, I, I made a, a, I mean, I make decisions based off of the fact that I want to, to roll out this bitch in a certain way. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want, I want to be able to, to for I ain't, I didn't know none of my granddaddies. No, them, you know what I'm saying. Neither one of them actually. So, mm-hmm. like, where the fuck these niggas at? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? They missing out on. some they missing out on a cool motherfucker they got as a grandson. You know, I don't want to miss out mm-hmm. on no shit like that. I ain't want nobody, no other nigga raising my kids. So, so mm-hmm. when it came time to you know do the granddad shit, shit, my shit is intact, and and my kids is at least. My attempt is my, my vision is to have my kids and my grandkids all intact and and everybody around. You know what I mean? If I make it that far. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I started with that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they like, you know, you gotta see the end. You gotta see the end so you could plot your way to it. So a lot of that informed how I moved throughout life. You know what I'm saying? A lot of that informed the the second thing that informed my shit was I used to see grown people, when they get in the jam, they like, damn, what we gonna do? Shit, let's call such and such, he could pull some strings. You know what I'm saying? They call such and such, he pulls some strings, crisis averted. I was like, damn, I wanna be the nigga that could pull the strings. You know what I'm saying?
1: And then, like, what
0: what does that take to be a nigga that could pull the strings? You got to know people. Okay. People got to fuck with you. You got to have some respect out here. You know what I'm saying? You get, it's a lot of things that line up for you to be able to make a call and pull a string. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People got to owe you some favors around this bitch. You know what I'm saying? I guess on one flip side of it, you know what I'm saying, you could be feared, but you know what I'm saying, I didn't feel like that was the best way to go about it. felt like, yeah, that you know what I'm saying, knowing where everything, well, knowing where a lot of things are, who do what respecting who do what will help you connect with people you know and and when you respect what people do you in turn respect how you do your thing so you ain't gonna do your thing in a way that was like the disrespect disrespectful manner you know so you try to uphold that shit now you you might fuck up a few times might burn a few bridges might not Get everything done how you wanted to get done, but for the most part, that's what your intent is to be in good standing have good credit with the people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And give yourself if if you do fuck up, give yourself some grace, cause nobody is uh perfect out this
0: bitch. Nah, hell no. Nah. You know
1: what I'm saying? Nah. I think I think that's also not spoken about enough. It's just kind of how you deal with those points where you fall short, how mm-hmm. you handle that. That kind of, right. that goes on your legacy too. Like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 no, that was, cause people are paying attention to both, how you mm-hmm. win and how you lose.
0: Right, you know? right. Well, wow. Well. <laughs> what, what you, <laughs> yeah, what, what, what goes into your decision making of leaving shit behind or carrying on? Uh, you
1: know, I was thinking about it more in uh well,
0: due to the fact that a lot <laughs> not, of the shit that not I, that I went on the wrong tangent.
1: Nah, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. You did what you did. That was that was that was a good way of looking at it. That's how you look at it. I appreciate that. I think a lot of you know, a lot of what I'm going through is often processed in what I talk about on stage, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes. I could feel the, the. I might cringe at some shit that I said or mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's often looked at like, I do these little audits, you know what I'm saying? Uh, every so often, you know, like I do like a, at least a creative self audit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm looking mm-hmm. at, especially now that I'm posting stuff like that, like I'm, going into the archives of things and you know what I mean? And I'm looking at, do I still stand behind this type of material or whatever, whatever, you know, like just, I'm just, I'm tending my own garden. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I do find myself saying, do I still feel that way? Am I still living like that? Is that, um, and it's my own, uh, I'm the one that determines it because I'm gonna have to be the one that stands behind it when it's in mm-hmm. the world, right? So I definitely look at shit like that and I definitely... That's one like one of the things that I look at. And then, you know, obviously, I think on another level is, like you said, you know, just having conversations with people, being in the world, um, how you present yourself in the world, even like just... On an aesthetic level, as the seasons pass, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Like, uh, maybe I want to present differently. You know, like it's funny for me. It's it might be easier for me to pivot creatively and intellectually than it might be aesthetically.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what
1: I'm saying? Uh, just because I'm like, who. That shit look crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I could tell if some shit sound crazy. Like, I'm a better judge of that type of shit. But, but sometimes that's just how it is. Sometimes you just go through a a phase where you was wearing that type of shit, and it might it might you might not look back on it finally, or you might look back on it like, oh, I was early, or I was I was clinging to that too long, or whatever the fuck. But you make a move, and you know. You know, I always live by the 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 the, the adage obsession is not action. There ain't right. no right or wrong move, so just go ahead and try some shit. If it don't work, try some other shit. If it do work, rock with it until it don't work no more. But yeah, and that that's kind of that's kind of how I look at it though. Like I um particularly as far as my work and the way that I think, like I could look at literal footage shit like that or go over material, go over set lists and things like that. Or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's shit is shit. I mean even the way we talk on this podcast. Go back and you listen to it five years ago might sound way different, you know? <laughs> so all of that. You know what I mean? Like there there are there's there's a record out there, you know? Uh and sometimes I might not even see it. Like you said, sometimes it just it it's just so organic to you look up and be like, yo, I don't even remember when that happened. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It wasn't that conscious until somebody pointed out, you know? So, yeah, but it's it's definitely something that I I pay attention to. And I try not to, I try to be, like I said, give myself some grace. I try not to, like, undermine or judge myself harshly, you know? But I, I got to keep it 100 with myself, too. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, accept myself and say, all right, bet. Let me change that. Or, and that ain't working no more. Let me try this. Right. And I think if I'm talking about creatively, I think that I'm getting into the point in life where it's like I am way more. Um, I'm way less precious about a lot of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because growth ain't always pretty. You right. know, and it's going. You're gonna have to figure some things out, and you know, some some of these drafts ain't gonna be like there is no final form. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. we throwing paint where it ain't. You know what I'm saying? And it's <laughs> often like uh, you know it's, that's real shit. And it's often like um, got to give yourself that freedom because for a while, like particularly like when it comes to like material, I would look at material as like inventory. Mm-hmm. I bet I got to do an hour, what I got in store, what I got in the cabinet. Okay, I got that. I got that. After some nail days, man, look, I ain't got to use that shit. Throw that shit out. You don't need that. You're going to be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. You'll find some new shit. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and trust, you know, like really trust that whatever you got is more than enough. Like you always say what you say, you got everything you need. You gotta realize that you got everything you need in every capacity, you know, and mm-hmm. and really believe that shit. So yeah, right. that's where I'm at with it.
0: Bird up, shit. We was we was out there this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, I think we splayed. We had some splayed thinking. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? We yeah, was going intellectually <laughs>
0: splayed the place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> spreading out with these thoughts. <laughs> Hopefully y'all was fucking with it. Uh, Yeah, man. You know, Uh, shit. You got anything else you want to talk about, or you feel like we could smooth up out
0: of here? I mean, I could smooth up out of here. I guess I don't know. You sure? I mean, I ain't ain't
1: got nothing pressing. Okay, I ain't got nothing pressing. I mean, this shit just goes back in the reservoir. We could talk (laughs) about this shit next week, whatever. Yeah. Table it to the next I just, week I
0: just felt like I did a lot of talking Maybe it was yeah, just a so lot of thinking Yeah <laughs> mm.
1: Ooh Look at that, that's a mic drop That's a mic drop That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a sign off That's how you <laughs> sign off on this motherfucker I wasn't doing a whole lot of talking I was doing a whole lot of thinking hello, hello. There. there you go shit. Y'all think on that Until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend
0: And even an enemy
1: To get in the conversation We out. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation.